BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Mike Florio believes that he knows when the Chicago Bears could possibly trade the number one pick based on the timeline that they set. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to talk about which position groups are the, are the strongest for the Chicago Bears on the defensive side of the ball heading into next season and dive a little bit into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot. For everything Chicago Bears related, I'm the host, Terry Hayes. But more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content for today. So Mike Florio uh, was interviewed and he talked about kind of the, the timeline that the Bears had set for uh, making a, a, a decision on their quarterback. And what he said kind of made a little bit of sense. Now, he did, and what I like to say and uh, the national media people did, he did present it as even saying his own bias. And we're going to go ahead and play that clip here. When I saw Albert Breer's report from Monday that the Bears expect to have their plan in place next week at the scouting combine, my first thought was, does that mean they're trading the first overall pick? Because how can you have a final plan in place that you're going to trade Justin Fields and take Caleb Williams, if that's who they would take, until you've done all of your proper due diligence on which of the quarterbacks you would take with that first overall pick? It made me think that they're hoping to set up something like they did last year where they trade that number one overall pick and get a lot in return, possibly a first round pick next year that becomes the number one overall pick again, like last year's did. And that may just be my bias because I think they should keep Justin Fields. I think that they should see what his ceiling is and they should take that, that huge lottery ticket that is the first overall pick and turn it into as many players as possible. Because Rich, we know there's no guarantee that any draft pick is going to pan out at one point last week i looked back through the first overall picks who were quarterbacks i'm not comfortable with that success rate i'm not sufficiently comfortable to go all eggs in the basket now maybe it works out but i think you got a better chance to turn that pick into multiple picks and get more players and put a better team around justin Fields. so you heard in his own words him saying that he is biased because he does believe the bears should hold on to justin fields get that haul back for the number one overall pick continue to build out the team. And that's what a lot of Bears fans, might be myself included, have echoed they would like to see the Bears do. But outside of that, it does make some sense that what he's saying is that if the Bears have set that timeline on making the decision for the quarterback already, that's before they really get to take an, an interview and sit down with a lot of these draft prospects. So 
what does that mean, right? Does that mean that maybe they're so confident in any one of these quarterbacks going on already from what they've seen, what they've, you know, the tape that they viewed that they could be willing to move on uh, before that? Or it could say that they are, again, Ryan Poles is, again, playing that chess game that we know that he likes to do, uh, playing that chess match as far as kind of playing the expectations around other teams to kind of get the most back for that number one overall pick, similar to what he did last season. And that's kind of the two mindsets that Bears fans have. And besides the Justin Fields and Caleb Williams aspect of it, you have a lot of Bears fans that are looking at it and saying, well, listen, the haul that you can get back, that could turn into a number one overall pick for you again, even if Justin proves to not be the guy. And then, of course, you have the Bears fans that sit and say, there's talent here with quarterback. It's it's such an important position, the probably most important position in the game of football. You have to get this right. If you if, with the guys that they have here, so uh, in this year's draft, I should say. So, all, like I said, all that makes sense depending on how you look at it and say. And so, the Bears, who you know, reportedly now we haven't heard that from the team. The team isn't themselves going to come out and say you'll know who the quarterback is or what our decision is going to be by next Friday. They won't necessarily say that, but you know, you you do have that um, you know that that thought process out there is that the Bears may be looking to narrow that in. And, you know, we heard earlier uh, this week that the Bears are going to be sitting down and they're going to come out of that over this next week with their decision on the direction that they plan to go with the quarterback situation. So, you know, we'll see what it ends up shaking out and being. I, yeah, you know, like I said, uh, uh, Florio, I do like that he presented it as, hey, I have my own bias. That's not what a lot of national media people do. They don't show that level of awareness in conversations. and They kind of present their 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 thoughts as facts and then, you know, you kind of have the people who follow the national media kind of take that and, and disseminate that out and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. And like I said, it was a great perspective. That's why I wanted to, you know, put that out there. And, you know, hopefully we do find out sooner rather than later. I think everybody is kind of exhausted with the conversation. Justin Fields already saying that he's kind of tired of it. We know that a lot of Bears fans are. And I'm sure like like Shane Waldron and the new offensive staff, even though they'll probably they'll know before the national public knows, right? But I'm sure that they are ready to kind of know as well and have that locked in so that they can start game planning. They have to build an offensive system. And even per what Justin Fields said yesterday in that uh, interview with the St. Brown brothers is saying that, you know, he wants to look at tape. He wants to get ready for the season. And so, you know, that that applies to coaches. That applies to other players to, so they can know, uh, right, and, and they can maybe get ready to report early after the draft so they can start building chemistry if there is a new quarterback there or they can get to work with Justin Fields. We know he reported early last year with DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney. So I'm sure that he's ready and the guys around him are ready to just get going and to prepare because the Bears have a season in front of them that they can make some real movement to be from this team that missed the playoffs last year, that had seven wins, to definitely being a playoff team next year with the right moves by the front office and the right development with this new offensive staff. And if the defense keeps it up, this is definitely you know a team that I think can be a playoff team as early as next season. But you guys can let me know what you think on all that down below. Now, with that said, I want to talk about, we talk a lot about new players that could come to this team, uh, positions that we need. I want to talk about two of the strongest position groups that we have on this team, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. And the first one I want to talk about is the cornerback crew. Now, we know that this, this core of cornerbacks, we have cornerbacks that have all basically been drafted by the Chicago Bears that are developing all around the same age. Everybody, I think, is within 12 to 18 months of age with each other from the oldest to the youngest. And when you look at it, yeah, we have a decision to make on Jalen Johnson, which we'll talk about. But when you look at this cornerback crew, you got Tyreek Stevenson, Terrell Smith, both coming into their second years. You got Kyler Gordon getting ready for his third, his third season starting next year. And then you still got Jalen Jones and Josh Blackwell 
Back there is depth pieces as well. Mainly they're used on special teams. But when you look at it, we moved up in the draft to get Tyreek Stevenson, a guy who came in, went through his bumps and bruises naturally as a starting rookie cornerback, and he came out on the other side of that much better. Four interceptions, 16 pass breakout breakups, two forced fumbles on the season last year, and this was a guy who Bears fans started to love more and more and more as the season went on. He has that mindset. He has that mentality. He has big game-making ability and ball-hawking ability that makes him a, 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 is going to be a favorite with Chicago Bears fans as long as his development continues stud there. And then you look at Kyler Gordon, who last year was in his second year, moved to that nickel position, had his bumps and bruises as well, had some injury uh, concerns, broke his hand actually in week one, didn't return until October, but still played a really big role for the Chicago Bears, uh, you know, uh, going being used in both the, the run stop game and, 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 and getting to the quarterback as well. He really had a, a, a year of like playing that nickel, understanding how to do that, had two interceptions as well on the season, gained his nickname with Spider-Man, grew in pass coverage as well. Again, Kyler Gordon in that nickel position with another year to kind of focus on just being in that position, I think is going to do wonders for him as he continues to develop over his NFL career and be part of this core as well. And then you got to look at the, the depth pieces that we had. Later in the draft, we got Terrell Smith a fifth-round pick who started four games for the Chicago Bears. Looked pretty damn good starting uh, those games as well. Had his bumps and bruises as well as far as his ups and downs. Uh, had a breakout game against Minnesota where he had eight tackles in a victory over the Minnesota Vikings as well in that. And when you look at it, he's going to be that first, that depth corner piece, especially if we re-sign Jalen Johnson for the Chicago Bears. But it all comes down to this as well. The Bears, to me, have to re-sign Jalen Johnson. When you look at how they've cleared the board, they've gone from the seventh most to the third most cap space in the year by the players that they waived. I, I personally like to believe that is clearing space to either franchise tag or re-sign Jalen Johnson to a long-term deal. If you lock in Jalen Johnson, this cornerback group, you don't really have to worry about. Yeah, do you want to get some more death pieces? That's going to happen in there, there, uh, here and there. But I think you have a foundation of those four pieces that we talked about. Tyreek Stevenson, Kyler Gordon, Terrell Smith, Jalen Johnson, again, no, in no particular order, just because I named Johnson last. You have the, the depth there, as well as Greg Stroman Jr., if you decide to bring him back what, there as well. You have a group of cornerbacks that can grow, develop together. You don't have to worry about paying another one for another couple of years. You know, you got to pay Jalen Johnson now. If you get him locked in, Kyler Gordon will be the next one up for an extension. You can see what you do there. I like, I love, not just like, I love this cornerback core. I love this position group for the Chicago Bears. And I think especially as we improve that defensive line, this cornerback core, could, I'm not going to say it could be one of the best in the NFL, but I definitely think it could be one of the best parts of the Chicago Bears defense moving forward is that cornerback crew. Now, the next position group on the defensive side of the ball that I want to give some props to and talk about is the linebacker crew. You know, last year we, uh, we let, we let, uh, play Roquan Smith go, and then we ended up signing Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. We added that to what we already had in Jack Sanborn. We also drafted Noel Sewell as well. And these are players who I, I love the the, the 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 dynamic that we have. They're all really young. TJ Edwards is 27. Tremaine Edmonds is 25. Sanborn is 23. Noel Sewell's 20, 21. Right? You also have Dylan Cole, who's 29. We can look to bring back as a depth piece, and Michael Baskerville, Michael Baskerville, who's there as well. Um, so I, I like what, what Ryan Poles went out and did. Roquan left. We signed two amazing linebackers that didn't have enough time, well, as much time as you would like 
to work on their chemistry together just because of the injuries there. But again, Tremaine Edmonds had a, had a really good season, 113 uh, ta- combined tackles, four interceptions he had. He played 15 games. He missed two due to knee injury. And then you look at, at TJ Edwards. He had an amazing season as well, 155 combined tackles, three interceptions, two and a half sacks. He played all 17 games for the Chicago Bears last season. At, at like This linebacking core, again, I think as you increase that defensive line and we saw them play better, we have a nice mix of hard hitters that, that are solid in the run game. Tremaine Edmonds hopefully can get back to being better in coverage like he was his last year in Buffalo. But I think this linebacking core is another foundational piece and a position group that you really don't have to wor- don't have to worry about. Now, Noel Sewell played in a lot of games, mainly on, on special teams, but there's still untapped potential in Noel Sewell as well if the Bears do, do see that. But I love this linebacking core. I love what we have here. Again, setting a solid foundation. I think Dylan Cole can be brought back as well as a depth piece to be used, and we want to start working in Noel Sewell in there as well. And Jack Sanborn is, is kind of the guy that you look at as kind of just, he just gets it done, Jack Sanborn does. now. I personally think he's better as the middle linebacker. He moved to the strong side last year. We'll see if they move him any in, around any at all. He's kind of the one defensive player that really kind of changed positions as a whole still in that linebacking core. But overall, I think Jack Sanborn has enough. He's smart enough. He's going to figure it out as well. But again, like I've been saying, I really like these two position groups. And I think when you look at that, we got we to gotta shore up something on that defensive line. We got to hope that like a Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens do, do develop. But if we can get another dynamic edge, or we we either sign one or draft one to be on the opposite side of Montez Sweat, you better watch out. This Chicago Bears defense, not calling them the monsters in the midway yet or anything like that, but I do think that we can have a defense that is could be good enough alone within themselves to push the Chicago Bears to potentially being a playoff team just by how good this defense can be. So let me know what you guys think. Do you do you agree that these are two of our strongest position groups? On that defensive side of the ball, do you think Montez Sweat with his addition alone makes that makes that uh, defensive line another one as well? I think we, we'll we we'll wait to the end of the free agency to see that, but I love the foundation that we have now laid here with the Chicago Bears defense, and I think it's going to be one that we really do build a playoff team off of is having this solid foundation with this defense. Need to see more development from some players. Need to see some more signings in certain areas, but outside of that, I think that this is going to be uh, a defense that we look back on at the end of next season and we say, hey, Bears defense is back. That's what I hope for. But you guys can let me know what you think down below. But we also got two voicemails we're going to play today. This first one, this one's from Greedy. Yeah, this is Greedy. And my question today is, do y'all think that since they cut Cody White here and Andy Jackson, do y'all think the Bears are going to go aggressively at the receiver and the edge rushing the free agency? And are y'all opposed to the Bears Trading down the ninth pick and getting Caleb Williams and Marshall Harrison, or do you just like Justin Fields? Period. Do you feel like Justin Fields is the future of the franchise? Me, I feel like it can go either way, but I just want to know y'all opinion on that. Do you think they could sign a top receiver like a Mike Evans or Michael Pittman and and, and still draft Marshall Harrison and get Caleb Williams, or do you just want to see Justin Fields them draft Marshall Harrison? And we still can draft, I mean, not draft, but we still can sign another top receiver. So I just want to know which one of y'all's opinions uh, would be on that. But bear down. Bears going after a wide receiver and still draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Here's what I'll say. I've been saying for a while that I do think the Bears are still going to sign a veteran wideout. Now, 
the level and caliber of the veteran wideout that they sign, I think, is going to be determined by what they plan to do with that with their number nine overall pick in the draft, or if they trade the number one overall pick, what they do with number two or number three. I think that is going to indicate what the how what level of, of wide receiver the Bears sign. I don't see them signing like a big name wideout like a Mike Evans and drafting Marvin Harrison Jr., but I do think they could still get a damn good um, veteran wide receiver as well in free agency that you're probably spending looking at spending eight, eight, nine, between seven and nine million dollars on uh, to bring to this team. And then you have your veterans in DJ Moore, the newly signed wide receiver, and you got your young gun in Marvin Harrison Jr. with Tyler Scott there developing as well. And that 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 veteran wideout could still be Darnell Mooney as well if Shane Waldron really does think that he can utilize his skill set because Luke Getzi just didn't. So I do think that that's a possibility that we still that we sign. I think it's a likely one that we sign a veteran wideout or re-sign Darnell Mooney and still draft a wide receiver like a Marvin Harrison Jr. and Neighbors or whoever else we end up getting. Now, as far as edge, edge is absolutely something, again, much like with the wide receiver. You either address it in, in free agency with a big-time free agent, Daniel Hunter, somebody like that, or you, may, you, you, you go a high-level draft pick and maybe a really good depth piece as well in that edge. And so I think it's going to be a combination of some things. We have, a, uh, we have still a lot of positions to fill, even though we got a lot of cap space, and you want to be selective in how you go about that. But I do think that, uh, that the Bears are going are gonna to do a mix of veterans and young talent to really seal this home for the Chicago Bears. But I do think those are two position groups, as well as the a tackle, a center, which is why I think the Bears want to get into the second round. I think those things are all highly likely for the Chicago Bears this offseason. That was a great voicemail, Greedy. Thank you for that. Let's get into the next one. This one's from Donovan. What's going on, Hayes? What's going on, team? It's your boy, Donovan, man. Hey, you know, I'm just doing a deeper dive in the national media debacle that's been going on. Just, you know, how they operate and why they do what the fuck they do and why we advise not to take their opinions and they so-called takes to fucking heart. Um, like we always say, it's their fucking job to hype, hype everybody up. And pre-draft process, this is where they eat. This is where they, they lock the fuck in and really start putting out bullshit because it's their job, and especially when it comes to the quarterback position. Pre-draft process for NFL was the NFL's main money maker, the quarterback. So they're going to take these quarterbacks and they're going to shoot them up to the moon and, and, and really gaslight you as a fan and be like, your team doesn't draft this quarterback or if your team doesn't draft a quarterback, they're going to be a fucking poverty team until until forever and, and beyond type shit. And, and we've seen it too many times. And me personally, like, if you waste a pick on a quarterback, that's a waste of a pick. Like, it's literally what it is. If you miss on a quarterback, that's a waste of a pick. Because, like, if you miss on another position, at least temporarily you can get them to do something else on the field. Like, if a quarterback can't quarterback your team, they can't do shit but, like, mentor or, like, you can use them as a trade chip or something. And if, and if they're not as good, then they're not as good of a trade chip. Like, quarterback like Trey Lance just got traded for a fourth-round pick, and they're happy to get that shit. So it's just like um, with other positions, you, you could, you know, if you got a bad receiver that you thought was going to be good, you at least have him block or something or running back. You at least have a block or a defensive player. At least you put them on special team. You know, you can do something with these motherfuckers. But quarterback, you can't do shit with. And they will hype them, mother, them same motherfuckers. They will hype up to the rooftop. The Josh Rosen, the Trey Lances, the Zach Wilson, the Malik Willis's, the Sam Matt Corrales, the, the Sam Darnold, the Mitch Trubisky's. Like, they will hype them motherfuckers up to the motherfucking, to the motherfucking moon. And they won't be shit. And the media doesn't give a fuck. Cause by that time, they're on to the next motherfucker that won't be shit. And so it's like, this is a hard quarterback class to judge 
who won't be shit because you can't really tell the future. All you can really tell is what you see. It's a lot of good quarterbacks in this class, but this is my draft that just had the goddamn Falcons take J.J. McCarthy at eight, and I just can't. I'm sick of the Bo Nix slander after all. I don't know what y'all don't see in Bo Nix. Bo Nix is a great fucking quarterback to me. He's, I ain't going to say he's miles better than Pennix, but he's much more athletic, less injury prone. Anyway, you know, the media do what they do, man, but I'm a Bears fan, man. Shout out Bears. Listen, you said it all there. The national media is there to put out BS. That is literally their job. And I love that you worded it as, listen, they're there to push. They don't care. What did I, I had that rant that kind of blew up. They don't care about the Chicago Bears. They don't care about Justin Fields. They don't care about Caleb Williams. They care about the story. But you're right. If you spend a high draft pick on a quarterback and you don't get it right, that thing has no value, right? That thing, that sounds bad. That, that it, it, The value on quarterbacks whittles very, very quick, right? You can go from a quarterback that's drafted high that people are like, hey, by, by, by year five, you're going to have to pay this guy to having one or two bad seasons. And then you're like, you're, you're, you're struggling to find a, a spot in the NFL, right? So it is hugely important. And that's why it, it is such a important evaluation that this front office has to do on the quarter, next quarterback because it's a position you just don't want to get wrong. You don't want to get that wrong. So, But the national media part of it, like I said, especially for the people who don't watch a lot of football or follow things in and out and maybe just don't have time, they are there to push narratives. They are there to push for clicks, just like some lame content creators. They are there to push clicks, but that is why people like, hopefully you look at us like that. People like Swifty, the tape never lies, even though I, I'm, I'm not really a tape never lies uh, uh, viewer, but even them, you you can't doubt that they love the Chicago Bears team, right? Uh, Pat over at the Chicago Bears podcast and the Windy City Breeze, right? Those guys, the ones that follow this team and give that level of dedication from their homes in their own personal time, traveling to go to senior bowls and see things like that, those are people that you know love this team. And while they may have their own personal opinions, but they are there they're, they're truly out the love, right? They aren't there to push the narratives. They aren't there to try to get the clicks. They aren't there to just fizzle out later. We are attached to this Chicago Bears team, and we're going to be for, for the rest of our lives. Me, personally, I've never been a fan of another team. So because of that, I'm always going to rock with it. And Chicago Bears Central, like I said, hopefully gets mentioned at some point with those play, uh, other places as being one, one of the outlets for Bears fans that go and get honest, true coverage. You're going to get my opinion, but I'm always going to try to push my uh, say my opinion as well as what the facts are and let you guys determine it the way that you want to so thank you for that uh donovan always leaving great voicemails man but that's the time for today guys we'll have another episode out with the shane waldron interview so we'll be breaking that down but guys thank you so much make sure you're following the show at shy bear central you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns chicago bear central gmail.com and then lastly if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail the number to do so 773 773- Two seven two four two nine three three six. That's seven seven three two four two nine three three six. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. Thanks to you guys, and like lights in every episode on Shy Town Up. But bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break, Break Media. Media.